All right, welcome back to another episode of the Next Horizon podcast and everything that has happened this week in AI. So we're talking $4.4 trillion, model collapse, the Beatles, AI prompts, and EU regulation. So a lot to cover, but let's dive into the news, some product applications, and some broader philosophical and regulatory implications. And here we go. So the latest news from this week Uh, week ending June 16th, 2023, is the economic potential of generative AI, the next productivity frontier. So this is a new report released by McKinsey suggesting that AI could add $4.4 trillion of value to the global economy each year going forward, could also automate 70% of some jobs, mostly among knowledge workers. So quoting from this report, Generative AI's impact on productivity could add trillions of dollars in value to the global economy. Our latest research estimates that generative AI could add the equivalent of 2.6 trillion to 4.4 trillion annually across the 63 use cases we analyzed. By comparison, the United Kingdom's entire GDP in 2021 was 3.1 trillion. This would increase the impact of all artificial intelligence by 15 to 40%. This estimate would roughly double if we include the impact of embedding generative AI into software that is currently used for other tasks beyond those use cases. So crazy stuff to think of the impact that uh, AI is going to have on the global economy and on so many different sectors. But you'll definitely want to check that one out. And of course, you can check out all of these links and the newsletter at news.nexthorizon.co. So next up, The AI feedback loop researchers warn of model collapse as AI trains on AI-generated content. You know, we're only six months into our new age of generative AI, but already we're seeing what could be a huge problem, and that, of course, is model collapse. So most of what AI models have been trained on until now has been human-produced content. But with so much AI content being generated, we're seeing more and more of that being included in AI model training, and the models don't do well when trained on generative AI content. So quoting from uh, this article on VentureBeat, now as more people use AI to produce and publish content, an obvious question arises. What happens is AI-generated content proliferates around the internet and AI models begin to train on it instead of on primarily human-generated content. A group of researchers from the UK and Canada have looked into this very problem and recently published a paper on their work in the open access journal RZIV. What they found is worrisome for current generative AI technology and its future. We find that use of model-generated content in training causes irreversible defects in the resulting models. So we get this recursion problem where as more and more content is created by generative models and then consumed by them, that those models end up collapsing and are no no longer workable. Some fascinating stuff that will obviously become a huge problem if we don't solve for it. So next up, Google trains new AI tool, or Google's new AI tool is about to make online shopping even easier. This from Wired. Imagine having an avatar of yourself that could try on clothes from all sorts of brands and help you decide what will look good and what you want to buy. And that's what Google is essentially creating, shopping for clothes online. For me, it has always been more difficult than many other things. So it'll be interesting 
to see these kind of improvements, quoting from this article. Now, customers in the United States can virtually try on women's tops. The company uses images of real models ranging from extra, extra small to 3XL to wear AI-generated versions of clothes from hundreds of brands across Google, like Anthropology, Everlane, and H&M. You can scroll through and select different body types or skin tones and see how clothes might drape on your own body when you find the model that most closely resembles you. You can save them to be your default. So interesting stuff. Not surprising that we'll see more and more applications of AI to shopping and other purchasing trends, but that's a really interesting one. And next up, Paul McCartney says AI tools helped rescue John Lennon's vocals for Last Beatles record. So it's not just living artists who will have AI create new music, but any musician, it seems like. So this is from The Verge. According to McCartney, technology developed for the recent Beatles documentary, Get Back, was able to extract former bandmate John Lennon's vocals from a low-quality cassette recording in order to create the foundation for the track. So we talk a lot about the impact of music and AI, and that's another really interesting one. So... Let's take a look at some useful tools and resources. This week, I explored a few tools to help with AI prompting. And this is a really broad topic that we'll come back to probably again and again. And I'll be creating a library of these tools soon, so you'll definitely want to check back for that. But tried out a number of different tools for prompting. And the first up was PromptPal, which lets you search through all different types of prompts for GPT, Dolly, MidJourney, etc., it also has specific categories like product management prompts, which I'll have to definitely try some more. But if you're looking for specific ideas on prompts, this seems like it's a really, really good place to start. There's also PromptBase, which is a site where you can create prompts yourself. You can buy prompts from others and sell ones that you've worked on that have worked really well. So if you don't want to take the time to learn and experiment with prompting, this seems like a really good place to get what you need quickly. And if you have good prompts, if you if you made some that are really successful, a place that you can sell them as well. So anywhere from like $2.99 to uh, 5 or $6.99, what I was seeing in there. Um, I haven't purchased any, but I may just have to do that to experiment with it because you know some of the results are very, very impressive. So there's also Hugging Face and their prompting tool has some interesting potential. It it definitely did not do what I was expecting after I used one of its prompts to attempt to generate images for mid-journey. So I, I put in what I was thinking, very brief description, and then took over the prompt to mid-journey. And I put the results in this week's newsletter. So you can definitely go check out the images there. It is interesting, but as my son said, as he was looking at it, that's not what you asked for. And it's not exactly, but of course that is the purpose of really experimenting with a number of these tools and with mid-journey specifically, but anything that is doing generative work. There's also Noonshot. I really like Noonshot for mid-journey prompting, uh, which was what I was doing. It gives a lot of guidance for what to add. Uh, things like different categories, like you know, once you type in the general description of what you want, you can add styles or lighting or artists, or colors, or any number of different things in order to uh, give more specificity to the prompt. Again, did that, didn't exactly do what I was anticipating there either, 
but some interesting results. I think the stylization of it is really the key if you're looking for specific styles to be able to get the types of prompts that will give you those. So that is a little look at some of the tools and products from this week and wrap it up with a deep dive on the EU regulation. So the European Union has been leading the way generally when it comes to regulation and protecting users on the internet and with the new technology. And this week has moved forward with significant steps in regulating AI with the AI Act. So according to the New York Times, the European Parliament, a main legislative branch of the European Union, passed a draft law known as the AI Act, which would put new, new restrictions on what are seen as the technology's riskiest uses. It would severely curtail uses of facial recognition software while requiring makers of AI systems like ChatGPT, Chatbot, to disclose more about the data used to create their programs. So some really interesting things there. And the EU has traditionally been at the forefront of thinking about these issues. So quoting again, the European Union is further along than the United States and other large Western governments in regulating AI. The 27-nation bloc has debated the topic for more than two years, and the issue took on new urgency after last year's release of ChatGPT, which intensified concerns about the technology's potential effects on employment and society. So I definitely think that being thoughtful about how to protect people while fostering innovation is a difficult balance. And according to the European Parliament, so what they describe specifically what they're trying to achieve, Parliament's priority is to make sure that AI systems used in the EU are safe, transparent, traceable, non-discriminatory, and environmentally friendly. AI systems should be overseen by people rather than by automation to prevent harmful outcomes. So some really interesting things there. And I think certainly the idea of making AI transparent and traceable and non-discriminatory, environmentally friendly are all things that we should be trying to achieve. It really comes down to how are we going to achieve that. I think wisely the EU is segmenting AI into different categories. So unacceptable risk, high risk, limited risk, and minimal risk, which is a good approach to it. And we'll talk about that a little bit more because again, regulation isn't easy and there's a number of different aspects that make this difficult. You know, first up, governments don't move quickly while technology and especially AI has been moving faster than anything we've seen before. So according to the Brookings Institute, to keep the corporate AI race from becoming reckless requires the establishment and development of rules and enforcement of legal guardrails. Dealing with the velocity of AI-driven change, however, can outstrip the federal government's existing expertise and authority. The regulatory statutes and structures available to the government today were built on an industrial era assumptions that have already been outpaced by the first decades of the digital platform era. Existing rules are insufficiently agile to deal with the velocity of AI development. And frankly, with technology development in general, the rules and regulations that we are applying to most of technology are outdated and they don't have the flexibility or frankly, the ability to deal with so many of the things that have been taking place over the past you know, 10 to 20 years, but especially with AI. And like the EU has been thinking about, we have to consider what to regulate versus what not to. Quoting again, because AI is a multifaceted capability, one size fits all regulation will over-regulate in some instances and under-regulate in others. 
The use of AI in a video game, for instance, has a different effect and should be treated differently from AI that could threaten the security of critical infrastructure or endanger human beings. AI regulation thus must be risk-based and targeted, which is something that the EU is attempting to do, you know, classifying different levels of risk, but also targeting the, those risks and targeting the development in the right way. It's going to be such a tricky balance that we, we really do need to get right uh, and don't need to shy away from, but need to think about. And going further, uh, should applications be regulated or the actual development of AI? So there's, again, going back to this question of what should be regulated. Is it you know, some of the outcomes and outputs that a lot of the generative AI and the research has, or should the research itself be? Quoting from the Wall Street Journal, tech companies and their lobbyists argue that any government-enforced rules should focus on specific AI applications and not put too many restrictions on how AI is developed, as is being proposed in Europe. They say such an approach would impede innovation, and there's probably some truth to that, but also truth to the fact that how it's being developed is also going to impact its risk and some of those ultimate goals that the EU and probably all of us have in making sure that there is transparency and traceability and non-discrimination in a lot of these AI models. So who gets to regulate? Another big question. Too often companies get to regulate themselves. Sometimes that works, other times it doesn't. And while the U.S. is traditionally in the lead when it comes to creating technology, the EU has typically created the framework for regulation, for regulation especially since it moves earlier and more comprehensively. Think you know, privacy laws that have come into place. So quoting again from the Brookings Institute, once again, it appears as though the EU, which has been in the lead in establishing digital platform policy with its Digital Markets Act and its Digital Services Act is also leading to on establishing AI policy. On June 14th, the European Parliament overwhelmingly approved the AI Act. Following its adoption, the regulatory machinery of the European Commission will begin developing enforceable policies. So we need to think carefully about the use of AI and its regulation. Uh, you know, having regulation is going to be such a critical part, but getting it right is going to be so important as well. How do we continue to benefit from the advances in AI, in AI while managing the risks and impacts to humans? You know, this is really just the beginning, and we're seeing some of the frameworks start to come out, but I'm certain we will see much more. So that is this week's discussion on 4.4 billion, 4.4 trillion, sorry, model collapse, the Beatles, AI prompts, EU regulation, and more. If you want to find out more, definitely go over to news.nexthorizon.co, subscribe to the newsletter, and definitely follow us on TikTok, where you can find a post about this at ai.nexthorizon, and follow me at Kyle Larry Evans. 